Hi, welcome back to the Jaywalk Podcast. Uh, this is sponsored by Snowbrush. It's getting hot outside, and why not cool down with the 51 flavors of Snowbrush, located on 5201 uh, O Street. That's Snowbrush. Okay, getting back to it. Uh, this is the Jaywalk Podcast, and I'm with Joe Seth here, and we're, just, we're getting a little, a little more political than usual than we usually do, but... Yeah, it's funny. If you like politics, it's very interesting. I hope you guys are enjoying this. Um, now, the last question I think you asked me, Joseph, was about the policing, right? Correct? Yeah, the, 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 um, there, there's kind of like uh, two parts of it. There's the defund the police, you know, that's mm-hmm. after the George Floyd. So that, that's been around for a while now. Um, and that's mm-hmm. kind of fizzled, quite frankly. Um, you know, I kind of expected that. But also some people are more like, well, restructure the police and how they respond, you know, to, so that, that's what I was asked what I asked you a few minutes ago. Okay. Okay. So when it comes to, as far as defunding the police, um, Barack Obama, uh, you know, he eloquently put, uh, the wording was wrong. Um, and I also thought the rewording was wrong because when people see defund, people think I didn't like to take the money away from the police and, um, take the money away from the police, but, and, you know, like they're not going to be funded or, or, or get rid of the police. And that's, that's the uh, perception a lot of people had about defund the police. When defund the police really means that you take, you take some money from their budget and you allocate it more to mental health or opportunities and all types of things, as opposed to giving them billions upon billions of dollars uh, for which they don't need um, to do their job. So it should have been more of, it should be called like reform the police. That's what it should be called. Um, also, when it comes to the police, particularly being a black man, um, the problem I have is black people, we pay taxes too. And I am not okay with us, so many of us being disproportionately shot unarmed and we have black people paying for that. That is not what we pay police for. This right. is protect and serve. And exactly. um, that's not shooting. Um, like I just seen the one when he got, he pulled over uh, this guy that's he's from Africa and they're arresting around and a police officer shot him in his head. Yeah. Yeah. And, I'm to the point. That, that, was, like, that was about that was that actually happened. I think around was it February or March, and and they they held back on. It's like a month later we found out when it happened after it yeah, happened. Yeah, and I'm like, this is what we're paying for. This is where our tax dollars are going to, and uh, and people got to understand when it comes to crime and everything else. You cannot arrest a crime problem. Crime is from the lack of opportunity. That's where crime comes from. You want to get rid of poverty. Poverty causes crime. Some people say crime causes causes poverty, but I don't know how that would work, but poverty causes crime. So the the to change that or to unravel that trend is you got to give more opportunities. Um so you getting more police is not going to solve the problem. 
you can get a million police, but as long as they're poverty, then you're still going to have some crime. And now people, now crime's going up and people are saying, well, how would you want to fund the police when, you know, when crime's going up? Are you crazy? We, we need more policemen. And that bastard Joe Biden who said, no, we want to fund the police. Wow. And he did a total 180 about what he did in this election about the police. So um, I, I, Joe, Joe Biden never said that he want he wanted to defund the police at no, all. No, he never said that. No, he never yeah. said that. But but yeah, he, he he's he's far too conservative for that. Yeah, he's playing politics. Oh, I want to fund. You want? I want to police. You no, know, fund the police more, which is totally not why. Ninety one percent of black people voted for him. That is not why. But okay, so but I digress. So we get to the point where where we are. Um, We're having the same social problems. Things have actually kind of gotten worse since he's been president. And it's like, wow. Even after George Floyd and the world seeing what that monster did to him. Yeah. And we come back here again to, hey, we need reform, we need reform, we need reform, we need reform. And we're no closer to getting it. Because like you said, they don't have enough Democrats in the Senate to get it or whatever. So... Yeah. Right, exactly. So that's my problem, Joe says, is I, you can't keep telling me something that you're going to do something knowing that's a high possibility that you're not going to do it. And I told you this last time, Joe says, you know, in, in the Senate, with the slim majority that they have, if you know you know that going in, why are you saying things on campaigns that you know you're not going to do you get into the office, but yet you still want me to keep voting for you? Well, as, I mean, pretty much... Mo- Pretty much just about every candidates do that. I I've actually volunteered on a candidate. It was Ivy Harper. She she she. I was her outreach coordinator when she ran against um, uh, uh, Jeff Fortenberry back in 2010. And plus, I volunteered on some other candidates. They they all Democrats obviously. They all have to kind of do that because it's it's not necessarily um, trying to placate or I forgot the word. There's another word I was trying to say. Um, or you know, just just saying things that the the um, citizen, the demographics, the constituents want to hear. But um, at the same time, you, you do have to speak to the level because um, if, if on the Republican side, if they started talking woke language, you know, woke as in uh, the the you know the left, you know, AOC kind of people, you know, um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you, you will lose your, you won't get anywhere. So it's only natural that they're going to talk to where we're at the level where um, they're trying to reach out to the constituents. They, they have to do that. That's just that's just that's just the business of politics. Right. Said, but OK, so but what you're doing is, do you know what the uh, do you know what the uh, definition of insanity is? Do uh, expecting a different result, but continue doing it. Exactly. So I don't think I don't think it's insanity. I think I think it's a waste of time. Is the way I look at it. Okay, but so Joe said the do I mean outside of the economy the past twenty years, what have Democrats did that was so great? Well, outside of the economy, I, I'll tell you what they did that was so great. Oh, uh, I can't wait. Uh, you mean the past twenty years? You said twenty yeah. years, right? Oh, so okay, yeah. so that'll be the twenty since since George. Hmm. 
for one thing, we got George W. Bush out of the office, and we put in a a a, a, a no, no, no. His term is up. That's why he got out. No, well, yeah, well, we're, uh, you're you're right. Sorry, you're right. We we defeated the uh, uh, Dole or who are, I forgot who was running after him. You're right. Thank you. I'm sorry. You're right about that. Uh, uh, but we we kept an, another Republican from from going in. Thank you. Um, and uh, like I said, we had the Affordable Cares Act. Uh, um, we we've also uh, had a better as far as foreign policy. And you said you said besides the economy. So I have to think in addition to the economy. Uh, we, we made some headways in terms of as far as like um, dealing with race and we set the culture um, uh, from Democrats, uh, a lot of the citizens, and but also the, the Democratic politicians, they, they took the lead from the citizens and then they incorporated a lot of uh, the LGBTQ uh, policies and, uh, and as well as for continue on as far as like environmental policies go. Uh, protection of the earth, uh, of course, for women's right, still fighting to uh, have a woman's right to choose. Uh, that that's so. The, these these are some issues just right there. Some major, some big issues right there. Mm. Yeah, there's 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 plenty. I mean, there, there's others. Uh, you know, that's where you start getting. But you said besides economics, well, that's a big part of it. But as far um, as that, because the, then you get to the cultural stuff there. Um, and that's what I think worries me more than anything, Joe says, because my, uh, I'm like, I got my, my kids, like my son and everything else. These are things that he's going to have to continue with, that the Democrats are not taking care of. And I, for one, have no confidence that the Democrats will get it right because they, like I said, they're just, they're just, they're, you know, they're playing by the book where nobody else is. So, um, I, I don't know. I, I just I have no confidence in Democrats. I have none. And it's, it's really, really sad because they sound like they're the more, they got the more reasonable people in the, you know, in the party, of course. And, um, and as far as Joe Biden, I, I really don't think he is, he the, is the president, president serious. I, 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 and I granted I that, that he, he has to deal with the pandemic. pandemic, he has to deal with the um, inflation, he has to deal with a lot of stuff that a lot of presidents don't have to deal with. But um, I just have very, very, very low confidence with him dealing with it because of his actions or his inactivity. Um, I am not, and once again, I sound like a broken record, but what's going on in Ukraine is very terrible, and no one's had to go through that, but they're sending aid like they won a 10 lottery, and I see cities like I said before being built all over the country, and it's always a blind eye, and no one sees it. And it's always, always the person's the fault, person's fault that, that, that become homeless. Um, and I, I, I'm sorry, I, the Democratic, Democratic Party, Party, just, they just, they just don't, they don't, they don't reach me. I had Joseph, I and like I said, I honestly, I honestly think, think that the Democratic, Democratic Party, Party is more, uh, more uh, 
like people like you, like you. but the people but that are like you, like you are in office. Yeah, so I, I, you you think the Democrats are more like well the base? Yeah, we, we, just like the Republicans have their base, we have our base too, you know, and yeah. that's it's okay for us to have our base, you know, and 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 so uh, yeah, the, uh, right now, but in in Nebraska, e- even with Lincoln, Lincoln's more um, more liberal than Omaha right now, given the the um, uh, the makeup of our our respective um, city council members. Um, so that's a whole different thing, but um, I, I'm not so sure about l- uh, at the Lincoln level. Uh, I don't think they're as progressive to the left as much as I am. The Democrats here in um, I'm talking specifically Lincoln, Lancaster County. Um, I don't think they're quite that far to the left. I wish they were, but um, I, this is about the closest they they. I think right now is is about as farthest to the left I've ever seen the Lancaster County Democrats. Right now, mm-hmm. the demographic is changing. Yeah, what's that? The demographic, the demographic is changing. Is changing. Uh, partially because not not too much though because it's um uh, I I've looked at the demographics demographics of Lincoln uh, throughout the years uh, you know just Wikipedia or or the the, the U.S. Census and uh, for, like for instance African Americans we've never exceeded five percent of the population of Lincoln. Oh yeah, that's not gonna I'm, I'm not talking actual, uh, in absolute terms. That's an actual math uh, phraseology uh, for those who may not know. Absolute. That's real numbers. That's at, without percentage, you know, without per capita, just real numbers. I'm talking about percentage. Mm-hmm. We've never surpassed five percent. Yeah, um, there, there are slightly more Hispanic and Vietnamese than um, African Americans, uh, but just slightly. So the, the actually since the past. Even before my family moved moved here in the '60s, the the um, the uh, the uh, the percentage of racial minorities in Lincoln is roughly the same mm-hmm. since like the past hundred years, actually. So mm-hmm. I, I I wouldn't say now for Lincoln, yeah, it's yeah, we, it hasn't really changed that much. I think it's just um, it's just more of I think more of the politics of Lincoln has gotten more progressive, which for for me I think that's great. Uh, that's, that's a good question. That brings me to let's switch gears a little bit. Um, sure. And this, this is on a local level, so a lot of people are not going to understand what we're talking about. But how do you think uh, Lincoln is known as a city? Do you think it's great, fair, or bad? Uh, uh, you mean like the idea of growing or how they're. No, no, no. How it's grown in the past. You know, Lincoln's grown a lot over the past 20 years. So, oh, yeah, actually, I, I, I was I did a lot of reading on that and, and a little bit for Omaha, too. Uh, uh, for Lincoln, uh, we're, I think it's, it's kind of like a slow burn for Lincoln's growth. We're, uh, even now, officially, the, the OK, the, the 2020 census has already happened, but there's still the annual you know, census that you don't hear much about. We're, we're now officially at for 2020, I think it's 2021, uh, 2022 numbers. Officially, we're like at 200, basically 290,000. Uh, not quite 300, just a few thousand shy of 300. Mm-hmm. If you want to say metropolitan wise, we're just, just under 400,000. So so we're, yeah. we're, we're still not even the size of the city of Omaha 
uh, metropolitan-wise. Uh, whereas they, metropolitan, they're under a million for Omaha. The Lincoln slow burn. We grew something like the past ten years is like uh, not nine percent. The past ten years, uh, population wise, uh, I, I think we're doing. I I think we should be more aggressive and trying to grow. To be honest with you, and by mm -hmm. but I, I'm biased because I love big cities like New York, Chicago, L.A. I've been to all those cities uh, and other and other big cities, D.C., uh, Baltimore. And others. So I, I'm biased for big cities. Lincoln likes to, has always, Lincoln and Omaha has always been the tell of two cities for Lincoln and Omaha. Even though we're so close, uh, we're, we're so different. Omaha's, they're, they're, they exaggerate how big they are, to be honest with you. They, they try to make themselves out to be more like Chicago. They're not that big. Uh, 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 obviously, I've been there. Um, and they, 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 they take on the culture of more, and they are an actual metropolitan area, uh, but they're still under, just under, slightly under a million. Whereas like for, for an example, uh, and I've been to Des Moines and, and, and uh, Orlando, Florida. Des Moines and Orlando, both cities are actually smaller cities, not metropolitan, are actually smaller than the city of Lincoln, believe it or not. Uh, 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 Orlando's like, a few thousand smaller, and so is Des Moines. Metropolitan-wise, Omaha or, or Orlando's like three, three, five million, something like that. Des Moines is is not quite as big as the metropolitan area, uh, maybe like two and a half million, something, something like that. That's where the effects you can see in different cities is the metropolitan area. We're still thinking as Lincoln still sees itself as a bigger Grand Island. I think that's yeah. a mistake. I think that's a mistake. I don't think we should see ourselves that way. We're not. Uh, um, so I, I think it, it, I, there's a report that came out about uh, what uh, you can you can Google it. Anybody can Google it. Uh, Lincoln Journal Star and and the city of Lincoln itself about they have a 30 year plan. They used to do 20, 10 or 20 years. Now they have a 30 year plan. And Lincoln is, is not the state of Nebraska. Forget about Lincoln. Is not really projected to grow that much uh, mm -hmm. per, you know, per capita. So it's a slow burn. That's why I say slow burn. It is growth for Lincoln. And we're supposed to get more of these big these big blocks of buildings you're seeing, uh, uh, these are these apartments and and housing. We're supposed to get uh, several more of those. So that's good. So Lincoln's skyline is going to be changing a bit, but it's not. It's, we're not going to. We're not going to, frankly, we're not going to really catch up with Omaha's population-wise. It's just no, going to be, no, we're, we're ba based on the projections. That's based on official projections that that, that uh, city officials have for Lincoln. We're, we won't even hit uh, 500, we won't hit 400,000 for a while. It's So it, it's a slow burn. It's not as big as you would think. Um. Me personally, I think uh, Lincoln uh, decide whether it wants to be a uh, a uh, small city or a large town. Um, because with you know when it comes to uh, cities and everything else, the that come with that. There's uh, there's crime. There's the you know there's all kinds of things that come with when you grow up in a city, but 
Lincoln, the past few years, I think they did a, a, a really good job as far as the way they're growing. I, I still think that they should annex with Um, yeah, I, mean, I agree with you there. Um, because I mean, that's where the, the city's growing anyway, so they really need to uh, grow towards Omaha. Yes. Um, like when I say towards Omaha, I mean East. So, um, like I said, they did some good things, and I, like I said, I did credit, credit to do. But my problem with Lincoln is like there's some things that are just like just common sense. Like over, I'll give you an example, Joseph. Like over there by 35th and Adams and 33rd and Corner. No, you know what I'm talking about. Okay, uh, you were cutting in and out a little bit. Something about 35th and Adams, would you say after that? Yeah, 35th and Adams and 33rd and Cornerstone. Yeah, oh yeah, my, my uh, late mother used to have a shop out there. Yeah, Charlie, Miss Charlie Moore. Correct, that's correct. Yeah, um, miss her. Love, love, she's love coming, her. Uh, I used to go to McDonald's, and she used to come by every morning and get her vanilla, a cappuccino. Oh, and, one time, she, uh, I didn't fill it up high enough for her. She said, uh-uh, you go there anymore. You go in there, you put that thing all the way up. And I was like, yes, ma'am. And I, and I took it and filled it back up. I did not know up. that. Yeah, then she became one of my best customers. I look forward to seeing her. Um, love her to death. Um, so, but... But I was saying on, on 33rd and on 35th and uh, Adams, you know that railroad that's right there by Arby's? Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Now, they were supposed to, and I don't know how, I don't feel really good at that, but that looks horrible over there. The traffic's horrible, and when they did it 40 years ago, there's no way they could have looked at that and said, hey, that's a good, that's a good idea. Well, the city was supposed to make a viaduct over there so you can go over because there's always trains coming and it's causing a lot of traffic. Well, they were going to remember, do you remember this? They were going to take out Virginia Cafe to build a viaduct. That I did not know. I, I did yeah, not know that, actually. Virginia, they fought it. They, they, they took it to court and everything. So, um, and they were going to take 33rd and they were going to make it go all the way to Superior. Because, oh, wow. Yeah, because you know what I'm saying? Because that, is a, that is a long way. Wow. Yeah. I did not know because, that. Yeah, because you think about it. Because, you know, when you get past 33rd and is it Superior? Yeah. So you go back to 33rd and Superior, you had North Star and you had, you had that neighborhood over there. And that's why they were trying to make pretty great extended throughout there. And the vibe that will go over uh, the train because there's always a train over there, especially around um, when school is getting out. Simple stuff like that. That's what bothers me about Lincoln. And they also, they just, they just made the uh, railroad active over there on uh, Highway 2. Um, and that's like, you know, by the penitentiary. Which is with more yeah, traffic. Yes, I, I I used to I used to work out there at a a, a, a warehouse out there. Yeah, 
last year. Yeah, so, so yeah, so you get so, and it's just, it's just the traffic over there is bad. Especially now they got the trains coming. Yeah, and I, I'm glad they moved to South Beltway. What I'm saying is, Lincoln has grown enough that they should have been had a beltway going around the city. Um, they were they were supposed to have done the south. Are you talking about the South Beltway? I think yeah, there were supposed to be two of. I think there were supposed to be two beltways. The yeah, south they're trying to do the east one, the one in east, yeah, the east beltway. Yeah, yeah, there were supposed to be two, but now I think they're just. I think they're just doing the south. They may be doing the east too. I'm not sure. I, yeah. I think they they are they are doing the east. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, they're still. I think they're still thinking about it. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I but. It, it's needed though, Joseph. But um, they yeah, like, I, I think like, I, I don't. Lincoln is like I said to me. It's such a slow burn. I think they are doing uh, uh, it. They, as in the city council and the, the mayor, they're doing it. The city planners, they're doing it. I think appropriately because it's not. They're not like building and they will come. Yeah, that's that's big city, East Coast, West Coast. More of East Coast, quite frankly, kind of thinking. Uh, Lincoln doesn't do that. Uh, uh, Omaha does do that. Again, Omaha's they're more old school, big city, old school kind of thinking. Lincoln is still that big college town, and so they tend to build to suit, if you will. They they will not overextend in how they. They're very much city planning, almost to a fault. To be honest with you, Jerome, the way I look at it, I, I have said sat in on public uh, 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 public uh, meetings about like which ways Lincoln's going, how they're growing, how the city's planning. I think they do it a little bit too much uh, in some ways, but that's probably good. That's probably a good thing. That, that's how I see how Lincoln's doing it. Yeah, they, um, like I said, they're, they're, they're doing some good things. It's becoming more things to do, but the access of getting there Lincoln has done a very poor job um, when it comes to that. Uh, but they, they, but Lincoln needs to decide whether they're going to try to be a large city or a small town. Omaha has decided we're going to be a small city. We're going to be a small city. So therefore, they, it might be smaller than like the major cities, but it's still going to feel like a city. Um, as opposed to uh, uh, Lincoln, where we still got streets that only have two lanes. Yeah, well, you know what I mean. It just makes no sense. Yeah, that. So, yeah, that. That is. That's another big. I. I would. I. I let me back up real quick. I. I personally don't. I. I see uh, Omaha as a medium-sized city. I wouldn't say that they're a small city. Uh, small Small city, basically, is considered more like. Two hundred thousand or less. Uh, Lincoln, Lincoln, uh, Lincoln's approaching mid-sized city, but yeah, that's one of the biggest complaints I hear about outer towners, uh, 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 Jerome, about Lincoln. There mm-hmm. are one ways, the two lanes, and we, but again, Lincoln does not want to build to suit, or excuse me, they don't, they don't want to do the build it, they will come. Lincoln does not do that, so they they inch at a time. Uh, with buildings, we got our, our our first big high rise, not a skyscraper. You know that uh, the one right by the lead center. 
It, mm-hmm. all, it, almost, it almost looks like a skinny skyscraper, almost. That's the first biggest building I've seen built in Lincoln, uh, I, I think, ever uh, built. I mean, built. Uh, the mm-hmm. tallest, certainly. Uh, I, Lincoln just, I, they still have that small town ways about them. Yeah, they do. So I, I, I think they need to push it a little bit more. But, you know, it's a tell of two cities. Omaha is going to, they're going to try to be more like Chicago. Lincoln's going to try to be more like Grand Island, just a little bit bigger. Yeah, see, I, you know, I, I just, yeah. yeah. Uh, which I think is a mistake, which I think is a mistake. Yeah, yeah that, they really, really have a problem with their traffic, their traffic flow. Like, it's just, like, that's why when I used to door dash, I used to dread going downtown because, you know, the parking's terrible, the traffic flow is bad, and, um, these are the problems that Lincoln was having since I was a kid in the 80s. And they made more ramparts. It's still it's still hard to park downtown. But and I was and I'm not saying that the the problem would, would be solved, but I thought it, it would be better than it was in the eighties by now. So to me it's well I, I I do I do like the, the first hour free for those ramparts uh, that you're talking, you know, those those, those uh, buildings that are parking with some business in them. I do like, they do give you the first hour free. I think that is a pretty cool idea. So yeah, that way, if you're yeah. running errands, you just need, I think that's a good idea. Yeah, but it's just the, uh, the um, value of parking spots downtown. That, that's just, that get on my nerves, especially on a football center. So, um, I don't know. It, I don't it, know. It, like I said, Joe said, it's, it's, like you said, the killer two cities. They did some things really well, but they also did some things not so well. I just, especially when it comes to traffic, trip, like you said, like you, you really have to drive through the city to get anywhere. As opposed to like when I go to Omaha, I'm driving on the Beltway, and I'm getting everywhere in three minutes or less. <laughs> you know, it's like. <laughs> The closest we have, the closest we have to that is, you know, they call it the T zone or the T, the big T, whatever that is, is uh, just north of uh, UNL, uh, the city campus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it takes you to the, it goes uh, north, northeast, and it takes you, you know, and we, we have that innovative, camp, that innovative uh, or innovation, whatever it is, campus. Yeah, they, it's kind of yeah. like uh, Silicon Valley shrunk to uh, uh, to a few buildings, basically. Uh, yeah, that, that area. That so, so that's the closest, and of course, they're building the South Beltway. But outside of that, we, I mean, I guess Cotner, and this is hyper specific to some of the listeners. This is about Lincoln. Uh, so sorry if some of you are like, hey, I don't know what the hell they're talking about. But uh, for Lincoln, we have that. Uh, because it runs diagonal, that's kind of almost like a beltway, the way they have a street. Also, uh, nor- like normal boulevard, mm-hmm. or that that kind of takes you, that zooms you by uh, Lincoln High on uh, 22nd and J Street. That You could definitely zoom fast there. Uh, that, that kind of serves almost like a, not a highway, that's too strong, because that's downtown. But yeah, we, we we need more streets like that in Lincoln. 
Yeah, a lot more. Because like Absolutely. I said, it's, it's agonizing, right? It is. Not to hold you on too much longer, though, but did you know, like, when they changed the bus system 15 years ago, how different it is? Have you noticed? Uh, you, oh, you, you, your voice kind of like wavers in and out. Uh, it's been doing that for a while. I, I didn't want to interrupt you, but it goes in and out. But uh, could you say something about 15 years ago about Lincoln? Okay, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I don't know why I'm doing that. Can you hear me? I'm not sure either. Can you hear me now? Yeah, oh, yeah, I, I can hear you. But sometimes it's, it's like it's like you're holding the phone to your to your mouth, and then it's like you're... you're Phone is uh, across the room, and then you're back. That's what it's about. But uh, what was your question again? Like, okay, do you, okay. Are you noticing the differences between the way the bus system is now, twenty years ago? Like, oh well, yeah, it's, it's it's running later for one thing, but also the pandemic because the pandemic is actually free right now. Right, but only because um, only certain routes only run certain later. Route run late. You still there, Jerome? Yeah, can you hear me? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. you cut yeah. out again. I'm sorry. Okay, man, I don't know what's going on with that, but um, the route, only a certain route is going later. Hello? Only certain, oh, yeah, 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 only certain routes. Yeah, now it's, it's now you're starting to cut. I, I don't know if it's your building or what's going on. So, you still, so, so. Can you still hear me now? Yeah, I, I can hear you, but like I said, like a, a couple of seconds, and then and then your voice kind of dropped. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Um, but but yeah, like the whole like the whole busing system. Um, it's not it's not like what it used to be. Remember, you had like a bus to go everywhere in the city. Like, if there was a bus and you was in the neighborhood. There's particularly a bus that went close to that neighborhood. Well, oh, here, here's another. Speaking of that, they do have it now where you absolutely have to be waiting at a bus yep. stop. You can't just yeah. wave your hand and jump on anymore. They used to do that, but not anymore. Yeah. Um, like, do you remember where Joe says, like, they were like, sometimes there was like two or three buses that went to an area. To one area. Um, well, Lincoln was a lot smaller back then, so yeah. Right, right. but that's what I'm saying. That's why they, they should have kept it the same. I think safely because Lincoln has grown. And now, there is one bus that goes to one area. And if you don't kiss that bus, you're waiting the next hour. Yeah, I, I hate that. That is one of the biggest complaints about Lincoln. Is, but you know what? We, now that we have Lyft and Ubers, but it's more expensive, though. That's the Very thing about it. But, but yeah, th those kind of fill in the gaps. I see a lot of those those social uh, drivers around the, you know, Uber, Lyft. I see a lot more of them around Lincoln. But, of course, during game days, I see more of them. But even every day, just every day going to work, I have a couple of coworkers that do that. Yeah, yo, the alternative is very expensive, Joseph. 
very expensive. Very expensive. For Uber and Lyft and everything. Um, I've never caught one. Have you caught one? Well, the only, okay. The only time I do, uh, and I, it's only Lyft. I, I don't. Uh, I, I stumbled across it. Across it. I, I never use Uber, and it's only when I'm in California or Florida. Uh, I use it in San Francisco and L.A. I use it in Orlando. The three times I've been there, I, I never use Uber, or Lyft, or Lincoln because I I think Lincoln's small enough that I could just either catch the bus or walk to my location. I don't catch the cabs in Lincoln because they charge too much for mm-hmm. the short distance you go. Yeah. I asked a coworker just this past week. Uh, it's funny that we're talking about it because he he told me that. Uh, he, he had done Uber, and I asked him how much. It was, it was only, I think he said, like, uh, was it uh, $10? Or one, one, one way, one way. Whereas when, uh, when I take it, like, in Florida when, in Orlando, of course, it's a much different situation. Uh, obviously, much bigger, but also, you know, because of Disney World or, or Universal Park. Uh, just one way, I, I think I typically pay, like, 20, 20, 25, between 10, between 15, 20, or $25, depending on mm. one, one, one way, one way. And then you got to tip them too. So, yeah. so yeah. It's, it's still a lot, yeah, but I, I just, I would never personally, unless I'm really in a hurry, I, but for Lincoln, because it does, it only takes a few minutes to get across Lincoln. Yeah. Rel- relatively speaking. So, because I'm I'm used to like when I go on the east or west coast, I I always used uh, Lyft drives, uh, Lyft rides, always. But I just I I I personally don't see the need for them in Lincoln because I don't think it's big enough to really worry. Unless you're an out of towner coming to Lincoln for one of those, you know, for the football game, then I can see you taking a Lyft or an Uber. Okay, so um, I you know we got like 20 minutes left in the podcast. And I definitely want to ask something that you're you're passionate about. Um, how do you how do you feel about the new Star Wars movie? I'm just curious. Now, now that Disney, yeah, that that's uh, okay for me. And uh, uh, I won't go on too long. For me, I, I, I just love Star Wars. I, I do. E- even when I don't feel that uh, a particular installment is the strongest, like uh, uh, the, the last ones, with, with uh, I, I, I've seen all the actors, because uh, when I went to uh, Anaheim, California, and Orlando for the Star Wars conventions, they call them celebrations. I saw all of them in, in person, uh, all the actors, including Kara Fisher before she died. Um, mm-hmm. As far as the movies go, I, I think they're pretty good, actually. Uh, I, I think they're they're much better than the prequels. When I say prequels, prequels to those who don't know, that's basically when they started redoing the Star Wars back in the early 2000s up to like 2005. So you're you're talking about that's when the actress um, uh, Natalie Portman, when she is playing uh, uh, the mother of Princess Leia. Uh, Queen Amidala. That's that's mm-hmm. where you get the Clone Wars. That's that's the, those are the prequels. I think the current batch of Star Wars movies. I, th- I I'm not talking about Disney Plus like with uh, uh I, I'm talking about the sagas. 
So I'm, I'm not talking about uh, uh, the Mandalorian or anything like that. I'm talking mm-hmm. about the, the big, okay. I think they're better than the prequels in my personal opinion. But Whoa, there was really? a lot of controversy with, because the John Boyer guy, he, he's the, the black British guy that who, who plays Finn. He d- does a good job of, of uh, as so does Mark Hamill. Again, I saw all these actors uh, in person. Uh, uh, they, Mark Hamill, they both are wonderful spokespersons for Star Wars when it comes down to politics because we nothing is in a vacuum because uh, because of Trump and his people they're more a lot of the white fans for Star Wars a lot of them were being really racist towards uh, seeing a black stormtrooper or female stormtroopers because they've been doing more of that in the more recent installments like uh, the last Jedi or uh, uh, the Force Awakens. That's the first one. With this, there a lot, a lot of white conservative uh, Star Wars fans. They didn't like it, and were, they were being very racist and sexist uh, towards the, the the actors. And so there's a big problem with that with social media. Da- Daisy, sorry, Daisy Ridley. Yeah, that's her name. Yeah, Daisy Ridley. I was getting her name. Is it Ridley Daisy? No, it's Daisy Ridley. Uh, saw her too in person. She just got back on social media just recently because when she got her role at, at Star Wars, the sexism was so bad that she, she just stopped going on. So I, I kind of have mixed feelings because of that. But as far as like looking at Star Wars just as a movie, I think they're good. I think uh, I didn't like the most recent. I forgot the name. Uh, 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 the last the last Skywalker, I think it's called. I didn't the like the, I, the last thing, the last Jedi. I, I should know that being a Star Wars fan. I did not like the, of course, you know, every movie has a major lightsaber duel or fight, you know. I did not like the way they did it with uh, Daisy Ridley and uh, Adam Driver, the actor, uh, Adam Driver. Uh, it, it's, it, it's, uh, it wasn't not, I, I don't think it was choreographed the best, in my personal opinion. Especially now, this is where I think the prequels did better with the lightsabers uh, duels or the lightsaber scenes uh, with uh, the actor uh, Ian McGregor and, and uh, uh, Hayden Christ, uh, Kristen Hayden. I think those two did phenomenal at the fast pace with their when when uh, uh, those who don't know who I'm talking about, I should just say Obi Wan Kenobi turned uh, was fighting uh, uh, Luke's uh, Anakin Skywalker. When he turned to the dark side is what I'm talking about when they were fighting because they were really fast. And, and of course, the drama of it, I don't think they did as well with the, the lightsaber fight in the uh, last the last Jedi. But other than that, I, I really liked how the, the writing, the plot, the acting, I think I thought it was really good how they did. Oh, OK. Um, reason why I asked, because, you know, I know somebody else was thinking the same board. And, and they did, they not, did like not like it. So I was just so curious, curious about what you got. So, did, I'm just curious, Joe, did this person say why he or she didn't like it? Well, personally, I think he, um, he's a little partial to uh, George Lucas. And he said he did not like the direction. 
that that Disney took uh, Star Wars because because um, he was like, remember the prequels episode one, two, and three? Oh well, yeah, yeah, it was still George Lucas, but he said I did not like part one and I like part two. But he loves uh, Revenge of the Sith. I like that one too. Yeah, I, I think uh, the the fan favorites actually, believe it or not, is the Clone Wars. That the, that's the, the third installment. That mm-hmm. that's uh, for for the prequels. That is actually the fan for me. It's actually this the like with you. Uh, the, the Revenge of the Sith is my favorite of the three. But yeah, yeah the Clone yeah. the Clone War is, is the big one for most. Uh, Star Wars fans uh, of actually they're your generation. They're a little bit younger than me. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the millennials, because that's what they grew up with. I, I grew. I was a day one in 1977 with the, the very first. I'm a Gen Xer, so I saw. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I really like the Clone War too. But I think I like Revenge of the Sith a little bit more. So yeah, that's that's my favorite. The whole comment is Revenge of the Sith. Loved it. Loved it. Um, uh, so we only got ten minutes. Back. I know it's getting late for both of you, but I got one last question, and this is the perfect time to ask you. Okay. Um. That it's actually a two part. The first part of it is, what do you think that the Democrats are going to have to do? To get to voters, get like, voters me, like me to vote for to them in the midterm, and, and and also, also what, what is, is the biggest, the biggest or, or the most important task, task that you think that you think they need to get done before the midterm? Oh, good, very good questions. And I'll make it real quick here. Because uh, I know I have a few minutes. Uh, I think uh, swing voters like yourselves, uh, uh, or uh, you're not just a swing voter either, because I because you do pay attention to the subset as well. I think for most voters similar to you, Democrats, it really is more symbolism, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. because it's in substance. I think they're already doing it, because it's just. We're just limited because, again, because of the makeup of the Senate. The House is okay. We have a bigger margin. But because, you know, not even forget about the the uh, uh, the filibuster, just the, the fact that it's only 48 of us and we got two, two independents voting with us. At, you know, so it's not even 50. So in substance, I think the Democrats are doing it. And there's, they're doing a good job setting up for women's right to choose still. And, and and all this other stuff. I think it's substance they're fine. I pay attention to substance. They're doing great. We're just limited. I think what helps to I think it's and I disagree with this, but it's where we are today. It's symbolism. Like I said to you before, and I liked your checkers. The Republicans play checkers while we Democrats are playing chess. That too is part of the symbolism. And it's also part of the culture wars, which we did not say tonight. Uh, because the culture wars is about symbolism. And like it or not, a lot of Democrats have to, um, they have to do a lot of symbolism to show, to do theatrics 
to show and talk in certain ways, unfortunately, instead of policy. I think it should be about policy, but anyway, uh, that therefore the white workers, white blue collar white workers and for African-Americans, working and educated African-Americans, uh, we won't get that coalition back that we had before, but we have to do that. It's symbolism. Okay, as far as the biggest uh, item, what we have to do before the midterms is to increase our voter turnout. For, for, for those who are already registered, yes, we have to reach out to moderates, swing voters, and even some Republicans, the party. But we have to turn out our base, and that, mm-hmm. will, that will help us, just, just like Republicans did before the midterms. I think that's the big job we have to do. Okay, that's that's a, that's a, that's a great answer. Um, one more, I got one more question. I'm sorry. Sure, sure. Um, as far as um, the turnout, what is the issue you think is going to be to get the turnout with your hunter? Would you say, would it be the abortion, Roe v. Wade, or will it be inflation? Well, it's, as we said earlier, uh, very visceral. Uh, it's, it's all emotion. Most of it, not all of it. Most, And the most emotional thing, even more than race, I can't believe I'm saying that, is the abortion issue. Uh, you know, I, I went to the protest last week and I, I posted on my social media. Uh, uh, for pro-choice, uh, just for clarification, but for sure, no doubt about it, Jerome. If, if Democrats were not excited before, they are now, and it's strictly because of the abortion issue and okay. inflation. That's a little bit different, but that is important. But that's that's a different, that's more esoteric. Yeah. Okay. Um. We got a few minutes yeah, left, but if. Democrats, Democrats, if they want my vote, um, I would be open to hanging out with them if they just got one thing done as far as social issues and um, as far as... Uh, Can I ask you this? What is that yes, one yes. social? What's what's one social issue you'd like for them to see get done that um, you would like to see? I would definitely shoot. It's, it's two. One is about the student loan problem, but the, okay, that's a big um, one. That's a big yeah. one. But my biggest would be uh, the social justice. Not going because I'm black, but um. I got, I got nephews, nephews and little cousins and everything else. And, and I don't want to see any of them dead because a cop decided to have a bad day. So, um, so it'd be, it'd be a social justice, which I know is probably a big one. And it's going to be a hard one. But if I see any progress for any of those issues, I'm definitely voting blue. So, um, and and I'm not trying to be 
to be that pessimist, be that pessimist. Uh, uh, to be anti-democrat, anti-democrat. But, but I just I have, to, have see to see some progress. Some progress. I have to see it before I go through. So, so I'm not asking too much. Yeah, I, so, I think. So. Yeah, uh, Biden did say he he tried to make it where in regard. I, I I'm a I was a grad student at Don University. I still owe some thousands of dollars just for two classes. So I yeah. I just just two classes. So I do have a tuition that I, it's August. We're supposed to start paying it back now, all of us, uh, because yeah. of the pandemic. Is, but uh, I I don't think it should be free. I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I disagree with some of my progressives there. I think it should be uh, cut down where it's manageable, but there's no such thing as free. Somebody else is going to pay for the teachers to teach our students. Uh, they're not going to teach for free. So somebody has to pay their wages, their, you know, excuse me, their salary. So it's, um, even though the students may not want to pay tuition, someone else has got to pay for it. That's going to be the, the rest of us taxpayers. Okay. So, yeah, I think I just, I just something I want the young people to think about. Well, I look at it a little differently. I look at it more of a micropolitics way. Um, most of the people that owe student loans are people of color. They have to take out more because, you know, of the social status. And it, it really has affected uh, women and uh, uh, people of color. Uh, the student loan crisis. Uh, and I think just from a reparation standpoint, that's why I think they didn't get rid of student debt. And I'm being dead honest. Um, but but is it, isn't that a separate issue, reparations from student yeah, debt? Yeah, yeah no, it, it sounds like it's kind of a separate issue, Joseph, but it isn't. You understand what I'm saying? Because, like I said, more of more people of color have to take out student loans to pay for school. So, so the student loan debt, debt crisis, crisis has a has more of a major effect on Hispanic and Black and Asian communities, communities for that reason. For sure. Yeah, that's so, true. Right. So, right. so there, there are, like, are, like you know, from what it looks like, these racist bastards are not going to give us racial thrift, no matter what we do, in this, at least in this country. So I think if you want to... Just say, hey, we'll wipe out that debt we're going to get for you. Um, I would be okay with that, and I wouldn't need it. You know, I'm not, I'm not really big on a monetary, uh, a monetary gain, to, you know, to give reparations for, like, slavery or anything else in the country. I don't really need monetary gain, but I, I would be okay with a, with a monetary gesture, you know. So, Interesting. Um, um, but yeah, okay. that, that, that's yeah, for the podcast, man. That's for another day, but uh, I yeah, no, no, shit. that's 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 another big one. And education yeah. in, in, in general, because don't forget about CRT, uh, cri- so called critical race theory that we oh, haven't boy. talked about. We haven't talked about that. Oh, we'll talk about that later in the week, though. I mean, next week, we should, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I, I, I want to take time out to uh, thank you for spending these last three hours with me, Joseph. It's been very educational and interesting. And 
Thank you so much, man. No problem. I I really, I really enjoyed it, uh, Jerome. Thank you so much. I'll talk to Um, you later. I'll see you around. Okay. You have a good night. Okay, Joe. Okay. Yeah. Everyone else too. You guys be safe out there. Yep. In the J1 podcast. Everybody have a good night.